Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Tuesday morning, August 17th. So glad to have you along with me. My name is Tom Short, and we get here, we join together each day to get into the Word of God, to get into to pray, to be inspired, to be encouraged, to be edified. And boy, do we need it. The more and more I see things happening around the world, sometimes you feel like the world's crumbling around us. Sometimes you feel like Rome is burning, and those who are charged with leading our country seem to just be oblivious or unaware somehow or incompetent or just downright destructive. But it reminds me that you and I, what do we need to do in the midst of this? And I'm reminded of the serenity prayer, two verses for this year, two things I've thought of a lot, the serenity prayer. God, give me the, the, God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And indeed, there are some things that can be so um, disturbing and so discouraging and create so much anger that, to be honest, there's not much you or I can do about them. And they can distract us from the things that we, where we can make a real difference. And so those are the things we need to give to God in prayer, and we need to say, where can I make a difference? Because my friends, we live in a time where the second verse, Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We are in an intense battle in our world right now. It is an intense battle of what is right, what is good, what is true. There's a spiritual element to this. And it's so important that we, the people of God, be personally strong. Our families be strong. Our churches be strong that we find encouragement in God's Word, and that we rise above the challenges of our day and, and maybe the, the defeats that our country, our culture, our world around us, we're seeing. We don't want to be inundated with that. You know, my wife and I are talking today about how we used to, like, say, watch the news, um, you know, what, the evening news, 6.30 at night or 11 o'clock local news or something, and now, with the internet and cable and radio and so forth, we can be inundated with news like round the clock. And it's important that we not let it overwhelm us because it certainly can do that, all right? So that being said, let's talk today about a place where we should have the courage to change our, the things we can change. And the thing you can change more than anything is yourself, Right? We always want to change somebody else. The thing that we can most change is ourselves, and that's where we can make the biggest difference personally. So we don't ignore the rest of the world. We don't ignore everything around us, but we start with ourselves. And so we've been talking about walking in the Spirit and the power of the Spirit in our lives, and I want to read two interesting verses today and see if, you, if they sound similar. Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. You ready? And do not get drunk with wine, for this is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. And now Colossians 3 and verse 16, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness 
in your hearts to God. Do you notice some correlation there? Do you notice some similarity? That one says, be filled with the Spirit, and the result will be psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, thankfulness in our heart, that we'd speak to one another this way. The other says, let the word of, the word of Christ richly dwell within you. And the result would be you'd speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. It seems like a real similarity here, doesn't it? And I think there is. What do we learn from this? Some people, it seems, focus so much on the Word of God that they become dry, so academic, that there is not much spirit there. There's not much love there. There's not much emotion there. There's not much life there. It's like God God is something to be examined. The Word of God is something to be examined. Not a whole lot of joy there. Other people, they seem to have the, you know, this ecstatic love for God and an excitement about God and enthusiasm for God, but they can neglect the Word of God and they can neglect spending disciplined time really getting into the Bible, learning the Bible, studying the Bible. And dare I say, neither, it, which one is right? Well, neither is right. It's not either or, it should be both and. Now, granted, there's different personalities, and some people are going to be more emotional than others, and some people are going to be more cerebral than others. We understand that. But generally speaking, it's not like the Spirit of God and the Word of God are opposed to one another. They, are, they work hand in hand. They want to bring us about the same results. You look in the Scripture, and there are promises that if you get the Spirit of God will do and the Word of God, both will provide power, both will give us power, both will make us adequate, both will give us guidance, both will give us assurance, both will make us fruitful, both are known for their truth. You see, the Spirit and the Word of God, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, they're not in opposition to one another. They work together hand in hand. Which should you give precedence to? You ought to give precedence to both. You ought to give priority to both. It's not either or, it's both and. And might I encourage, if you want to really be filled with the Spirit of God, one, we, yesterday we talked about the importance of submitting ourselves to God, yielding ourselves to God, giving our, our, the, our will over to Him in submission so that He would empower, fill and empower us. He lives in us, but He would have the ability to control us. Just as we saw, don't be filled with wine. Well, the wine, you're drunk when the wine controls you, not when you've had a little sip, but when it's controlling you. And now be filled with the Spirit. Let the Spirit control you. Have enough of the Spirit. Be yielded enough to the Spirit that He's controlling you. But one practical aspect of what that life would look like is to be filled with the Word of God. And if you are filled with the Word of God and you are submitted to the Spirit of God, you're going to have power. Your life is going to change. You're going to be a different person. And I would encourage you not to neglect either one of them. All right? Not to go to one extreme or the other. I'm so filled with the Spirit, I don't need the Word. Or I'm so filled with the Word, I don't need much. Well, no one would say that, but practically. Be filled with both. Let the Word of Christ richly dwell within you. 
so that he will have the same effect, the word of God will have the same effect upon you as being filled with the Spirit. So I want to ask, you know, how do you let the word of God really dwell richly within you? I think a lot of people, they don't get there. They read their Bibles, they, they, but it doesn't get deep within them. It's not like they allow the Spirit of God to take the Word of God and penetrate deep within their soul. So how does that happen? I give it maybe a few hints on how I believe that it's worked with me. Number one, we talk about this a lot, but we don't only just read the Word here. We pray over the Word. We ask God to take the things that we learn and to put them deep within us. This is something that a lot of people fail to do. They just make a they 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 make a diagram or something of the word. They color code their Bible. They they read their Bible. They're on a reading plan, but they don't say, "Oh God, develop this within me. What I've heard today, I believe it. What I've heard today, oh God, make it real within me." They don't cry out in sincere prayer. Take it deep into my soul, Father. This is something I really encourage you to do. We do that every day here, do we not? We pray over what we learn. We ask God to make it real. Might I encourage you to do that as well? It's not, you know, we always try and, you know, in our Christian life, it's one or the other, but it's not, it's not, it's both and. We try and, which is more important, the word or prayer? Well, they're both important. Take the word and bathe it in prayer. Let your prayers be filled with scripture and and scriptural verses that you're crying out to God. Put the two together. Don't make it one or the other. The word of God becomes deep within our soul as we pray over it. Obviously, as we meditate on it, Joshua 1, 8 says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have success. You see, um, meditation means I'm thinking carefully. How do I apply what I'm reading? How do I make it mine? How does it, how do I get it into my life? This is what you need to do. We want to be applying the word. We want to be making the word, making the word, believing it, obeying it, applying it. But you know what else? A couple other things that I think a lot of people don't do. Sing the word of God. There's something about music that touches our emotion, our spirit, shall we say, our soul. And I have found there's tremendous value in singing the word of God. I have probably memorized hundreds, if not over a thousand verses, maybe more, simply because I've sung them. In the early days of my Christian life, our church would put many, 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 many verses to music. And we sang them. And as a matter of fact, I remember once we were coming home from a conference with my kids were younger, and we played a little game. Can you think of a verse? Do you know a verse that you can tell me? And let's see if Pop knows a a, a, a song to it. And I did. And they couldn't come up with a verse that they knew that I didn't know a song to. That's good. That's important. That's one way to get the word of God into your soul. Sing it. Not just listen to it. Not just listen to other people sing it. 
there's something about the the, the music is the 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 love song of Christians. Ours is a singing religion, my friends. A lot of religions don't sing. Ours sings. And notice what it says here. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns, singing and making melody in your heart to God. And we're to sing to one another. We sing to the Lord and we sing to one another. This gets the Word of God. This is something many people don't even think to do. Sing the commands of God. Sing the promises of God. Much of our music now, it's worship. It's awesome to praise God for who he is. But these verses say we should be singing his words, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another, as well as singing to the Lord. Sing the word. You'll get it deep in your soul. How about this? I believe one way to get the word of God deep in our soul is, to, is when we suffer for it and don't give up. There's something about suffering and persevering through suffering that makes the word become truly ours. So there seems to be a process. I read it. I understand it. I meditate on it. I think about it. I believe it. I choose to obey it. And then sometimes I suffer for obeying it. And at that point, we can say, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then it, it, we lose it. Or if we say, I suffer for it and I hang in there, I persevere, I endure the suffering. I endure the suffering and I do so with a joyful heart to God. Then those scriptures, it's, they seem to become treasures that are deep within our soul that we keep and we don't lose. Dare I say, I, I say this about myself, I, for years, day in and day out, out on the campus, have been mocked and ridiculed, and argued with, and made fun of because of what I believe in the Word of God. Those things that I suffered for, and no one beat me up or anything, but there was that verbal abuse that I stood my ground on, and no matter what you say to me, no matter how you treat me, I believe this. Those truths, those scriptures are deep, deep within me, by the grace of God, they'll never leave. Those are not just things I believe in my head. Those are convictions I hold and treasure in my heart. So if you suffer for what you believe, that's all part of the process of letting God's word richly dwell within you. Don't resent it. Rejoice in it. God is, it's a process that God is taking his word from just something you believe in your head to be true to something you will treasure in your heart and hold on to with deep conviction. So let's, be, let's let the Word of God richly dwell within us. I thank you. You come here every day. We talk about the Word. We pray over the Word. We're doing things right here to cause the Word of God to richly dwell within us. And friends, we need this. In our day, it is becoming more and more apparent all the time that as Christians, we'd better not be weak Christians. We'd better be strong and mighty of spirit. We'd better have the Word of God richly dwelling within us We'd better be filled with the Spirit and His power and His courage. These better be parts of our life or else we may buckle in days to come. So, Father in heaven, thank you for the Spirit of God and thank you for the Word of God. They work hand in hand. They bring us to the same place. They cause us to speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. They they enable us to have thankfulness in our heart to God. They enable us, the Spirit and the Word, working together 
filling us up, enable us to live victorious, triumphant, rising above the trials, the discouragements, the difficulties, the hardships, the opposition, the confusion of our world and of our circumstances and allow us to walk in victory, to walk triumphantly in the name and in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray this for us, Father. I pray this for every one of us. Let your word transform us. Let your word go deep. Let it be treasured deep in our soul. Let the Spirit of God, might the Spirit of God not just have a little bit of, of, of leeway, a little bit of influence in our life, but all Spirit take control of us from head to toe, every bit of us. We offer ourselves to you. We submit ourselves. We yield to you. We want to be people filled with the Spirit of God and filled with the Word of God. We, want, we pray, Father, as we do this, make us powerful, triumphant. Give us direction. Give us guidance. Make us people, Lord, who walk in the truth and to a great degree, not just a little bit of truth. We want our entire life to be walking the truth. Make us fruitful for you. Fill us with the joy of the Lord. This is our strength. Make us people who overcome evil with good. Help us, Father, in the areas where we can make a difference, that we would have the courage to make a difference. And in those areas where we really can't make much of a difference, we entrust those into your hand. We pray today, for, Father, for our country. We pray today for our fellow citizens who are fearful and stuck in Afghanistan, wondering what's up. We pray for their safe removal. And we pray, Father, that this really devastating disaster of what's occurred, this humanitarian disaster that has happened there, somehow, Lord, oh God, we just give it into your hands and we ask you to turn curses into blessings. We ask you to take, we ask you to wake up our country, Father. We pray these great debacles. Wake up our country. Might we seek you might our leaders seek you? Might the people seek you? Might we not just go on with self-inflicted harm that just it's just multiplying upon us? But Lord, might the people, might the leaders, might the churches, might our families, might all of us seek you? We need your healing deeply. We humble ourselves before you, O God. Say, you're the answer. We don't have it without you. We don't have the answers without you. So we pray these things today. We give you this day. Help us to hold our head high. Help us to stand up straight and tall. Help us to walk with a smile on our face as we are filled with the Spirit of God and the Word of God. You will make us triumphant, and we bless you. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. Amen. Amen and amen. And amen. Thank you for joining me today. God bless you. I hope if you're new today, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, come back, share, share with your friends, leave a comment, let me know where you're from. I always like to know that. Share this with your friends. Folks, we've got to, it's not enough just that a small number of us be mighty for the Lord. And we need daily input from the Word of God, daily encouragement, and daily prayer if we're going to stand strong. So pass this on, share this with your friends. Let's be mighty for the Lord. Amen. Until tomorrow, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll be back then. But until tomorrow, you be blessed, you be strong, be filled with the Spirit and His Word. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.